Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 36th episode of Zdeněk's English Podcast. Uh, whose podcast? Zdeněk's. It's my name. It's my podcast. It's a podcast which I have been working on for about half a year now. I have already recorded 35 episodes and at the moment I'm trying to record the 36th episode. Why did I even start doing this? Well, I thought I liked uh, Luke's English podcast and uh, I could give it a go myself. First, I thought, like, it's gonna be just an attempt. I set myself this challenge to try and record something. I wanted to hear myself. I was a bit curious, uh, to be honest. I, I didn't really have a belief in myself doing it, especially when I listened back to it uh, the first time. I thought it was horrible, it was awful, it was absolutely disgusting. But uh, as the time went, I kind of got accustomed to my own voice. And um, because I got some positive responses, I kept doing it and uh, I pressed on. I didn't stop. That's why maybe I was able to get so far. I was consistent. I kept recording the podcasts, kept interviewing people, my friends, interesting people I met. And um, here I am. 36th episode. I couldn't really do it without you guys, those who are listening to me, those who are giving me kind of support. Um, of course, Luke from Luke's English Podcast, who even helps me to promote this podcast because I'm not promoting it in any way, basically. That's why it doesn't have as many listeners as it would deserve, right? Anyway, uh, of course, Yazikovet CZ, Martin, who also helped me because he's publishing my podcast on his website. Basically, every single day, uh, new people come and uh, come and ask me for joining my Facebook group. And I, I gladly accept them, of course, because uh, I'm doing this for them. And um, I think this helps me as a teacher. It makes me special, you know, as a teacher... It can be a dull job if you just do your job, if you bring nothing new, if you just continue doing what other people tell you to do, like if you basically stick to the books, you know, the course books. Nowadays it's written so well that uh, everybody can teach, basically. Everybody with some basic knowledge of English, with some ability to speak, can teach nowadays. But you are not special if you don't add a bit of your own personality to it. And this is exactly what I'm trying to do. And with the help of this podcast, a little bit. So I want to stick out. I want to be a bit more special. I don't. I don't want to be an ordinary teacher. Uh, sometimes it's kind of extra work. Sometimes it's a bit of burning the midnight oil. But in the end, I think it kind of pays off. Especially when I receive messages such as the one I received from um, a girl whose name is, and this time I'm quite sure I'm not mispronouncing it because we have similar name in Czech. Her name is Jana and she's from Kovrov in Russia. Uh, I want to read you this message because this is really encouraging. I just want to give you an example of what uh, from time to time um, kind of lands in my Facebook group. This is the message from her. I enjoy listening to your cheerful, vivid and really interesting English language podcast. Looking forward to downloading more and more of them. Thank you for your job. When I first received this message, I thought like, uh, didn't she make a mistake and confuse me with Luke from Luke's English podcast? 
Is this really me she's uh, referring to? Is this, is this really me she's addressing? But apparently it is. So thank you very much, Jana. And I hope I won't let you down. I hope I won't disappoint you with my future episodes. And uh, of course, keep listening. I'm really glad that uh, I have some fans. It really makes me proud. Um, it makes me want to do more podcasts. And uh, it kind of gives me this feeling that this is like a mission I have. And this mission has some sense, you know. Sometimes people do things which don't have any sense at all. When I first started recording this podcast, I got a few mocking or satirical messages from my close friends. And uh, apparently they didn't believe me that this could really work or they, they thought I'm crazy, of course. But uh, now I don't get such messages at all because I think everybody accepted that uh, I do these podcasts and uh, it has some people who listen to it and it's quite successful. I I quite have this feeling that it is successful. It could be successful more, of course, but uh, who says it won't happen one day? And when I say successful, I don't really have the ambition of um, selling this or um, kind of making it, making a business out of it. I don't think this would be appropriate because this started as a free project. I want it to continue being um, a free project. Of course, if someone offers me some money, I will at least consider it. But I don't think this is going to happen. So, once again, thank you, Jana. These kind of messages really help me. They really help me in my effort of trying to make this a better place. You know what I mean? A better place in the world. I want this to be the place where you guys come and feel good. I want this to be a place where you guys come and learn something and I definitely want this to be a place to which everybody wants to come back. This uh, 36th episode of ZEP, by ZEP I mean Zdeniek's English Podcast, it is an abbreviation I commonly use to make um, uh, the name of my podcast shorter, ZEP. Uh, sounds a bit strange, doesn't it? Anyway, uh, this podcast episode is all about homophones. Uh, I think it's the first part of the series about homophones, which I'm going to do. Now, you might be wondering, Zdeniek, what kind of words are, have you been using? We don't know what it means. What are those homophones, or what was that? Homophones? Oh, yeah, homophones. Yeah, I'm going to tell you in a minute. Don't be impatient. Everything has its time. You have to wait. I'll tell you. I will tell you. You just wait there. Hold your horses. Okay? If you have some, of course. If you don't have horses, hold your dogs. Hold your cats. I don't care, basically, what you are holding at the moment. But you have to keep holding. Especially if you want me to reveal the secret of what the homophones are. I'm pretty sure that most of you are really smart learners of English as a second language at a higher level. So you would know what it is. But some of you might not know what homophones are. And believe it or not, I'm actually gonna tell you what they are. I will tell you, I promise. Just you wait a bit. I want you to be in a bit of suspense, you know, like uh, if you're watching a thriller. Uh, the Hunger Games Part 2, Catching Fire, is going to be released. I'm looking forward to this, really. When this comes out, I'm gonna go and buy a ticket. 
I've read the book, film, I've seen the first film, and I really liked it. So this one will be a cracker. I'm really sure it will be a screamer. Okay, homophones. Homophones are usually uh, two words. It's a basically a pair of two words which have the same, exactly the same pronunciation, but they have different meaning as well as the spelling. So when I say they have different meaning, they, do, they don't mean the same thing. And different spelling means that they are written in a different way. So there are a lot of homophones in the language and it's, it's kind of a funny subject to teach, actually. It's one of my favorite subjects to teach. You know, as a student, I'm sure that when you're learning English, there are some things you like and there are some things you don't like that much, you know. Uh, it's the same with a the teacher. There are some uh, aspects of the language that I really enjoy teaching. For example, for me, these are uh, speaking, pronunciation, sometimes even grammar. And um, I really enjoy teaching homophones because they are fun. They bring uh, extraordinary and funny situations to the classroom. They bring confusion sometimes. And it, confusion is fun, right? It is, yes. So, um, what are homophones? I told you what they are. Uh, how can we tell the meaning of the individual homophones? Well, we have to have a look at the language context. Con, con what? Context, right? We have to look at the situation. Sometimes it's the language situation. Sometimes it's the situation in which we are as a, as the speakers, as the as the par participants of um, the con uh, conversation. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Calm down, Stenyek. Okay, take it easy. Right. Start from the scratch. Start. Start again. Start over. I will. I will. I promise. I will. Okay. Um, if you heard me. Uh, stammering again. If you heard me stuttering, uh, maybe it wasn't a coincidence. I tried recording this episode with a bit of red wine. I haven't done this for about 20 episodes, so I thought I would give it a go. So it's happening. But because I'm going to finish recording this introduction part pretty soon, I will probably record the main part of this episode sober. Hopefully without hangover. I don't think two glasses of wine should really do me some harm, should really make me have hangover, I don't think so. Not that I am an um, experienced drinker, not really, I'm not a huge, notorious drinker, I don't think I am. But still, you know, you never know. So, for today's podcast, I chose four homophones. Maybe I told you what they mean, but you, you still don't know what I meant by this. This is because I didn't give you an example as a teacher. When you explain something, when you explain some theory, it is really, really important that you support it with some examples. This is when a lot of students get across the meaning. When they hear some examples, it kind of starts adding up. It kind of starts making sense when you hear examples. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. So, I'll try to give you the spelling of each homophone. They will be usually in pairs, but sometimes actually... Uh, they will be in a set of three. Okay, so today I want to have a look only at four homophones. I'm not too ambitious uh, deliberately. I'm not too ambitious on purpose. It's because um, in the latest episodes I always struggled uh, trying to do things of some kind of a list because I keep rambling on sometimes way too much. And uh, this, is ex this is exactly what has been happening here now. I've got over 11 or 12 minutes of this podcast already 
and I didn't tell you anything basically about homophones. So, okay, four homophones today. First one is pronounced two. The second one is there. The third one is hair. And the fourth one is is pause. Okay. So those four homophones, they are quite commonly known. I thought I would start with something easier because it's one of the most efficient didactical principles to start from the easier and carry on to something a bit more challenging. Okay? So now it's the time for the usual jingle. And after the jingle, you can look forward to me explaining you those four homophones, giving you examples trying to um, stretch it out a bit because to tell you four homophones it could basically take me one minute but you know me you know i'm zdeniek from the english podcast you know i sometimes do it my way right so it might actually take a, a bit longer than you would expect but it doesn't matter what matters well who knows what matters right if you know what matters can you let me know please i would like to know what matters right <clears throat> Okay, I think it's high time I stopped. And, uh, well, I, I, I don't mean to stop uh, with this episode, no. I stopped with this part of, with this, uh, whatever it is. Okay, I, I want to stop now. Now is the time to stop, okay? I'm stopping now. I am. Right. Here is the jingle. Hey guys, I'm back. I mean, I was here before the jingle about 10 seconds ago. But I'm literally back because actually I recorded the introductory part about a week ago. And why did it take me so long to continue recording? Well, I had to ask this question myself. But I just wasn't able to get round to it because of some personal issues. You know, some things happened in my private life. Uh, which didn't really work out the way they were supposed to. They didn't really go according to plan. And um, it kind of put me in a bad mood. And because of that, I was in a kind of a bad mood. I wasn't exactly in high spirits. And I always need to be in high spirits to record the next English podcast. Which is um, a bit sad, maybe. But uh, it's the way it is, unfortunately. I'm not a professional podcaster. I need to be at my best when I do this, really, because I find it sometimes a bit stressful. The last time I was recording, I tried drinking. Let's hope this won't ha- this won't become a routine, because uh, I don't want to become a notorious drinker. I'm not an alcoholic, and I'm not here to drink. I'm here to talk. I'm here to tell you about homophones. So let's get down to business. Okay, here is the list of the homophones. I'm going to do with you today, I'm going to explain. The first one, uh, I guess it's the best known set of homophones, is pronounced two. So we have two words which are pronounced two. They are both called homophones. One word is spelled T-W-O and the second one is T-O-O. I am pretty sure that you will all know what these uh, two words mean. Just make sure you pronounce them two. Of course, this is elementary vocabulary. Two, spelled T-W-O, is a number. Of course, it is a number preceded by number one and followed by number three. One and one 
are 2, of course. 3 minus 1 are also 2. Should I say is instead of are? I think I should. 1 and 1 is 2. 3 minus 1 is 2. 2 times 1 is, guess what? Again, it's 2. 6 by uh, 3, uh, 6 divided by 3, if you want, is, guess what? Again, 2. Okay, haven't I become sort of a, a master mathematician now? I think I'm doing great job not only promoting ling English language, but also this wonderful science of mathematics. <clears throat> okay, of course, 2 is an even number. Even numbers are numbers 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, and so on. Basically, those numbers which can easily be divided by 2. So, 2 is an even number. And uh, the other word for numbers 1, 3, 5, 7 is odd numbers. So, just remember, 2 is an even number. Of course, when we have two of something, we sometimes say a pair of in English. Uh, you know, English language is kind of weird language sometimes. Sometimes we just say pair when we actually don't have two things. Can you believe that? For example, glasses. Okay, we say a pair of glasses, even though it's just one thing. How is that possible? I don't know. You know, I would understand that a pair of glasses would be when the glasses were actually broken. But no, uh, we use it even when they are in one piece. Uh, I'm joking, guys, of course, because we use pair of something when we refer to kind of an item which is composed of two things which may sometimes be together completely. Sometimes they are separate, like pair of shoes, of course, you can separate them. But sometimes they are in one piece, like glasses, because I, I guess they mean the, the two um, things that cover your eyes. I don't know what they are called exactly, but that's what they mean. Um, of course, you can say pair of jeans, and you would have to use sharp scissors, of course, if you wanted to cut those jeans and uh, really have two pieces. But again, this is uh, because you have two... Whoa! I don't know how to explain that. And that's why maybe I should just move on. Okay? Yep. A uh, pair of scissors, it's another one. Uh, you can dismantle scissors uh, if you have a screwdriver, of course. Okay. Then we have two spelled T-double-O. This is used to agree with somebody or something. Usually it's put at the end of a sentence. When you say, for example, me too, which is commonly used uh, phrase in spoken language. Everybody knows this. It's um, it, a bit idiomatic expression. And uh, it's the first expression I teach my elementary students when I want to teach them to agree with something. Because there are more ways to do it, of course, in English. For example, also. But with also, it's kind of tricky. Because you need to know uh, where also goes in a sentence. It has its fixed position in a sentence. You know, English word order is quite fixed compared to word orders of some other languages. And you need to be really careful where you put each element, each uh, sentence element in a sentence. The subject has its place. The object has its place as, uh, as much as the verb. And it goes without saying that this applies also for the word also. Um, so, also usually comes in the position of a frequency adverb. Uh, for example, I often go to the cinema 
and you can say I also go to the cinema so that's where it goes usually of course you can say as you can uh, use as well instead of to and uh, this is put at the end so I speak English and uh, somebody else might say I speak English as well all right in negatives we use uh, either I don't speak French I don't speak French either okay or of course so do I neither do I I mean do can be replaced by any other uh, auxiliary verbs basically auxiliary verbs are helping verbs so I can speak English so can I so can he so can she so can it I'm referring to my dog of course now I can't speak English uh, neither can I neither can he neither can it now I'm not referring to my dog because my dog can actually speak English of course to can also be used not only for agreeing but for intensifying adjectives you, see, you can say it's too big or it's too small which is <clears throat> of course always a problem if something is too big or too small because it should be just uh, just the size you need you know whatever I'm talking about whatever I'm speaking about and I'm not trying to be naughty here no I'm talking about the keys of course uh, keys to the locks or something like that of course yeah so two means uh, to an excessive level it means um, too much for example the ceiling is too high I can't reach it or uh, I don't know this this elevator is too small I can't fit in <laughs> you would have to really be fat right uh, or the elevator would would have to be tiny but who whatever anything is possible in this world uh, so of course if, if something is too much if you are too fat you should go to, to a gym you know and um, make sure you just don't lift um, the weights which are too heavy for you because you might hurt yourself or make sure you don't weight lift you don't lift weights I meant uh, sorry you don't lift weights which are too light uh, because then it would lose its effect the workout would be ineffective and um, you wouldn't uh, progress you wouldn't make any progress okay and some website actually listeners add to this to this pair of homophones they add the preposition to I don't really know why because as far as I'm concerned uh, the preposition to is pronounced with short u and I don't understand why this is put in a set with homophones because for me this is always pronounced either to or t you know uh, it has strong or weak pronunciation but never to I don't understand this uh, maybe maybe in some accents or dialects it, this could be possible but in standard English I don't really I can't really see the point uh, talking of the number two and this homophone actually it reminds me of this joke that a student of mine told me once during my lesson um, now I don't know if I will be able to tell you this joke in English because he told me this joke in Czech and the punchline which comes at the end of every single joke might not be as funny as it is in Czech but let's see I want to give it a go anyway and I'm risking being embarrassed by myself and potentially by my listeners of course but if you don't risk in your life if you don't take your chances you will never achieve anything right this is an American way of uh, living your life you should li you should read as many self-help books 
as you possibly can. Uh, otherwise, you will really fail in your life and this is exactly what you don't want to do because you were destined to become someone. You were destined to, uh, to achieve your goals in life and to become a hero, to become a superhero. And um, you have to be a bit arrogant in order to achieve that, of course. But you can do it because you, uh, nothing is impossible, you know? Well, my American accent kind of sucks, I know. But I'm, I'm trying to do my best. Kind of can't do it. I've been watching some Walking Dead recently, so I thought I would give it a go. But it's not really working out for me. Because I don't have enough exposure to American English. Please, anyone who's insulted by me speaking American English, which I'm sure you, you have already stopped listening if this, is, this was the case, please don't take me seriously. This is not really American English. This is Deniek's English podcast, American kind of English. Anyway, I really wanted to tell you this joke, okay? So, let's see. Um, a British guy... Um, comes to the Czech Republic. A lot of British people go to the Czech Republic to drink because beer is really good quality here. It's considered to be the best beer in the world, basically. And it is very cheap. Compared to the price of beer in other countries, beer is really cheap. If you buy uh, hard alcohol in the Czech Republic, it's actually more expensive than beer. Whereas in England, for example, beer is more expensive than a shot of tequila or something. That's from my experience. So, this British guy comes to the Czech Republic to enjoy a bit of binge drinking, you know, a party. Uh, he has a couple of beers, of course, and he is happy. He has done his usual round. Comes back to a hotel, comes back to, to his room, but uh, suddenly he realizes that he doesn't really have enough. He wants to drink some more. So, what can he do? Of course, he can call uh, the reception, because it's a, it's a good hotel. It's a five-star hotel, of course. So, if he is thirsty or if he, if he is um, hungry for some beer. Can I say to be hungry for beer? Maybe I should really say to be thirsty for beer. Anyway, what he does is he calls the reception and uh, uh, says, Hello, I would like to have two rums to room 222. And... Uh, of course, the receptionist is Czech, and she doesn't really understand what he's saying. But for her, it's like two, 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 two rums to room two, two, two. So what he, what she responds is, "Trump tarara ta ta ta, you asshole." Now, that's the joke. Uh, I'm not sure if you got it, but basically, to explain it to you, "Trump tarara ta ta ta" is a sound that a trumpet makes, and if if somebody wants to insult someone um, because he doesn't understand what he's saying, basically. We can say, Trump tarara ta ta ta, and uh, kind of play down the meaning of what the person says. We are making a fool of the person who speaks some who says something intelligent, but because of not understanding it, this is how we are approaching it. I'm not sure if you got this joke. I'm not sure if my explanation was good enough. Uh, I would have to listen back to it. And then probably I will delete it, because uh, I think it wasn't really good enough. But anyway, maybe I'll just publish it, because I have had enough of this. Yeah, so, yeah, this was the idiom, uh, not idiom, this was the homophone 2, and this was the first one I wanted to tell you. So there are three more, and let's not lose any more time, and let's get to it.
another, and it's actually rather a set than a, a pair of homophones, is there. There. It actually consists of three different words, this set. And I don't mean uh, the word there, uh, because how dare you? It's actually d sound, but I mean uh, there, uh, beginning with the sound the, 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 the sound. So there, three different words. The first one is spelled T H E R E, and it is an adverb of place. Uh, you can use this when you want to specify where something or somebody is. It's of course used for expressing relative distance of a thing or a person from the point of view of the speaker. So something is here, if something is here, it's very near to me. Uh, but if something is there, it's a bit further than here, of course. Uh, of course, mm, of course. How many times have I used of course? Why is it so many times? It's unnecessary. It's utterly unnecessary. Of course. Of course I shouldn't do it so much. Okay? I know so many synonyms, but for some reason I keep repeating the same ones. Doesn't make me a good orator, does it? I must try harder next time. Okay. Uh, there is also used in an introductory phrase. There, uh, spelled T-H-E-R. T-H-E-R-E, I mean. If you look at my bedroom, there are so many things here. There is a printer, there is a monitor in front of me, there is a bottle of wine, there is a bed. Um, I should have made the bed first before recording this, because now you think, Zdeniek, you are so messy. Yes, of course I am, but I didn't have to tell you this. Why did I tell you? Oh, no. So there is a bed. Um, the bed is not made. There isn't a girlfriend in my bed, which is rather worrying and disappointing. But sometimes this is what life is about. It um, brings a lot of different challenges. And one of the challenges in my life is to get myself a girlfriend. I have been trying hard, but basically what happens is that I go on a date with this girl. I tell her about the next English podcast. I um, express my wish. Uh, to record her on the podcast because usually my potential girlfriends can speak English because of course this is what uh, is very attractive for me when somebody can speak English I really like to hang out with such people not only females but also males and of course eventually sooner or later I ask them to record an episode of the next English podcast with me and this is exactly when 99% uh, of those people run away from me Okay, so that's per perhaps the reason there is no uh, girlfriend in my bed. Let's not be sexist. Girlfriends don't belong to beds only, of course. Um, of course, they belong to the kitchen and uh, different places as well. Now, I, I was kidding, guys. Of course, of course I was. But let's be honest, uh, this room would really need a woman. Not as a cleaner, but maybe standing above me and telling me to clean this because I'm not gonna do it just by myself I guess yeah uh, there is a spider there and I am referring to the corner of my room because I don't dust that much as well so it's kind of full of cobwebs cobwebs are those things that the spiders usually like to hide themselves in and they use them for catching flies 
Right, so this is there, spelled T-H-E-R-E. Another there can actually be they are. Can you believe that? It's a contracted, which, which means short form of they are. This is used in spoken English. You shouldn't use it uh, when writing essays or academic language. For example, if you say they're smart, they're smart. And I'm not talking about users of user-friendly um, phones called smartphones. I'm talking about the listeners of ZEP. They're very smart because they remember and they have good knowledge of English and they remember that when I say ZEP, I mean they. Hold on. I'm talking about the listeners of Zdenek's English Podcast, obviously. I'm talking about you, and you, and you, and even you. You're all very smart, okay? They're there. Now I, refer I was referring to the cobwebs. They're still there because Zdenek hasn't dusted them, and um, he's not going to, unless he gets a girlfriend who will tell him to do it. He won't do it himself because he's a very, very lazy guy. Okay, so there, there, and there should be one more. Yes, of course. Yeah, another uh, there is spelled T-H-E-I-R. And it is very often mispronounced by Czech learners of English. I guess it must be similar to different languages. Uh, Czech learners of English usually say there, there. But actually it's pronounced there, the same way as the adverb. And uh, they are contracted there. There is used as a possessive adjective. What is a possessive adjective? Well, a possessive adjective is a word like my, your, what's your name? My name is, okay, my, your, his, her. And for the third person plural, we have to use possessive adjective there. So, um, the spiders are still there in the corner of my room and there, there are their cobwebs. There are, there, there, cob I should, I could, I can't really say there, 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 cobwebs. There, there, cobwebs there. There, there, cobwebs there. Isn't that crazy? It is. Now, which one is which? How can you tell which there, there, there refers to which word? What meaning does it have? Well, you have to know English grammar and the structure, structure of English sentences and then you can identify each element easily. All three homophones can actually be pronounced in American English there. That is R sound. R sound. So there, uh, there, 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 the, the spiders, they're there in the corner of my room, uh, over there, and their cobwebs are really big and huge and awesome. Of course, awesome, uh, impossibly awesome. Uh, yeah, of course, in British English, r sound doesn't appear that much at the end of words like diver, teacher, speaker, car. Yeah, it's not there. But in American English, it's there. Driver, speaker, car. But be careful if you have there are. Uh, there are some people over there. Actually, there is something that we call linking R. Because uh, the words there and are in isolation, they are spelled without R sound, actually, without R sound. But if you put them together in casual speech, uh, there is a R sound which is included. There are is British, British English, actually. It's not American, even though there is R sound. Do you, know, do you understand? If not, don't worry. 
you wouldn't be the first one not to. Okay, let me give you another example. Um, imagine we are talking about Arsenal football fans. They are top of the league. Arsenal football team, they are top of the league. They must really be enjoying themselves. We call them Gunners. They are very happy there with their results. They are very happy there with their results. Okay, that's another phrase. They are very happy there with their results. Hope you understand that. I managed to use all five homophones, haven't I? Or three homophones, not five. And um, can you identify which one is which? I am not underestimating you. I think you can. I wish you good luck crossing your fingers. Okay, so this was a uh, second set of homophones. Maybe you can hear some rustling of my pieces of paper here. This is what I prepared for this lesson. It's not a lesson, it's a podcast episode. And of course, I need to do two more. And this time it's hair and hair. Hair is, of course, what covers the skin on your head. It's spelled H-A-I-R and it's uncountable noun. So, which means you can't use it with a. Uh. You can't say a uh, hair referring to this um, cover of your head. No, the cover of your yeah head basically. Uh, of course, if you have, you can have long hair, you can have short hair, you can have medium-sized hair. I mean, or if you don't have any hair, you're actually bald. You're bald. So um, there are some bald people around us, and apparently, I'm going to become bald one day because one of my students told me that I'm losing hair. My hair is falling off. Um, yeah. Can you really say a hair if this is uncountable now? No, you can't. But um, to make it more complicated, you can actually say a hair because there is one more thing that we might call a hair. And that's um, it's sticking out of your skin. Uh, it can be your whole body can be covered with, with hair, and then we say you are hairy. Uh, there are some places in human body where there are a little bit more of hairs. It might be uh, in your armpits or on your chest if you are a man. Sometimes it can be on your back and, of course, around your genitalia, around your penis if you are a boy or your vagina if you are a girl. Uh, whatever you are, uh, I'm pretty sure you have some hair because we all have hair and hairs. Uh, unless you are really bald or you have some illness. I remember there was a referee, football referee, called Pierluigi Colina. The Czechs, they didn't really like him because um, I think he gave a penalty to the Netherlands um, in the European Cup. It was in 2000 and we all remember him and we all hated him. But uh, he was a good referee anyway, I think, and he didn't have any hairs or hair because he was ill. Right, of course, uh, some animals, they don't have hair, they have fur. Horses, they have mane, and birds, they have plumage. Just to make sure you understand that not all uh, creatures have to have hair. And, um, yeah. So, talking of animals, hair can actually be an animal. Spelled H-A-R-E. It's a little wild um, rabbit, actually, which lives in a forest or in a field. Uh, it's a rodent um, it means, I don't know what it means, but it has those kind of front teeth 
which are quite imminent, quite prominent, I mean. And uh, um, rabbits are usually herbivores. It means they don't like to eat meat. They like to eat some plants and vegetables and lettuce and grass and so on. Yep. Um, okay, so ha don't confuse this. Has can be found in um, has can be found in um, a field, and ha is usually at the top of your head. Right, we're getting to the last one, to the last pair of homophones, which is I've got it somewhere here. I've got it, I've got it. I'm almost there. I've lost it. Where is it? Where the hell is it? Yeah, here it is. Got it. Pause. Okay, I can pause this episode. If I pause this episode, I'll basically stop for a while and then I play it again. P-A-U-S-E. To pause means to uh, stop for a while. You can pause this episode to make yourself a cuppa, which means a cup of tea. So pause is like a short, short break of course you can you can find a pause buttons a pause not bottoms pause buttons on gadgets on some kind of small electronic equipment such as cd players dvd players um, you name it yeah you have those buttons like rewind fast forward play stop uh, record and so on and pause button so you know what pause is don't you yeah and pause but this is a plural form uh, of a single singular form paw. It's spelled P-A-W-S. Actually, paws are parts of dogs or other animals' bodies. Dogs have paws. They have four paws. They're like feet, you know, like the ends of their limbs. Um, those feet they have. They have four feet. Usually, dogs have four feet, unless they are mutants, of course. But uh, usual dogs have four feet. And what's at the end of these feet are paws. That's where the claws are. Claws are those things that can scratch uh, scratch you. Dogs don't usually use paws to scratch you. That's what cats do. If you misbehave, if you treat the cat uh, in a bad way, kind of, they can sense some danger and they defend themselves. So... You had better not tease the, the cats too much. Do it to a reasonable extent. Even my dog, which you might already know from the episode with Pepson, actually, has four paws. I feel it's the time to reveal his name. I'm going to reveal my dog's name to the public here now. And I would like to ask you to be a bit tolerant, because my dog's name is actually Dick. Yes, it's Dick, but spelled D-Y-K, not uh, spelled as the penis, no. It's not my fault, listeners. I'm an English teacher. I would never, ever name my dog this name. I would never, ever give my dog this name. It's nonsense. All my students ask me all sorts of personal questions because I encourage them to. And of course they ask about my dog's name. Why wouldn't they? And I have to tell them the truth because I'm a honest. I'm an honest and truthful and teacher, scrupulous teacher, reliable, dependable teacher. And yeah, I don't want to lie to my students. So, Dick is my dog's name. 
he was given this name in Dog's Shelter because Dog's House, you know, this is where we took this dog. And um, yeah, this is the place where stranded dogs are kept and looked after. Well, basically, they are locked in cages, which is rather nasty. But that's the way it is, unfortunately. So when English speakers ask me to tell them my dog's name, it's a really hard moment for me. It's not nice to call someone's dog a dick, right? I don't call him names, I just call him his name. It's, this is unbelievable, English language. How can they use the idiom to call somebody names? Meaning to speak in a rude way. I don't understand, this is so confusing. Yeah, this is just what my dog is called, okay? How is he called? Oh, actually, I shouldn't say how is he called. This is a mistake. This is a common mistake of my student. I've already done and I have done the same mistake myself. Can you believe that? Actually, I did it on purpose. I can always say that, can't I? When I make a mistake um, and I realize I made a mistake, I can tell everyone that I made this mistake deliberately in order to show everyone that it's a mistake, you know, so that they would remember it. But sometimes I might be lying. Well, a couple of seconds ago I told you I would never lie. Yeah, but um, sometimes when you use white lies or some kind of good lies, you know, good lies which bring benefit to society, I think that's exactly when lies are justifiable. Yeah, so just don't say how is he called. How are you called? You should say, what are you called? What is he called? Instead of how, okay? It's wrong. Okay, this is all from my list. I stopped drinking. I stopped drinking whatsoever. I have got about one glass of wine remaining in my bottle and I'm going to finish this. I'm glad I managed to finish recording this episode. I hope you have liked it. I hope you learned something new. Let me just remind you that I was trying to explain what homophones are and to, to give you uh, some examples. I use the homophones to, there, hair and paws. Okay, I plan to do a sequel to this episode about homophones because I think this is quite interesting. I think it's all for now. Until next time. Bye! And by the way, don't forget to come to the Facebook group Stenix English Podcast. I'll be more than happy to welcome you there. You will get the up-to-date information about my latest episodes. Bye!